Maybe you felt chills or goosebumps. Perhaps it's an overwhelmed feeling of something bigger than you or more complex. Whatever the feeling, God put the response in your soul as a reminder of His presence, power, and glory. It's called awe, and He wants to remind us of it every day in many ways. Join us as we discover how God has used His awe to inspire others to follow Him deeper in their lives. Eric Scott Johnson, one of the writers for the movie we'll discuss today, Camp Manna, said, We believe that sometimes getting to the heart of our faith is best told with laughter. And I don't think that could be more true, especially now with so many things going on. And there's plenty to laugh about in Camp Manna. It's a satirical celebration of those summer camp experiences many of us had growing up, making friends, asking tough questions, starting to wonder about the world we were heading into. You know, Camp Man is kind of a throwback comedy to the 80s and 90s, you know, where you had meatballs and movies like that. Today, we're going to expand on that a little bit more and see more of it as we talk with uh, Evan Coons, who's a, he's a producer, a writer, and an actor. And in this case, uh, we see him mainly as one of the two overzealous camp counselors in the movie. And with, <laughs> this is just hard for me to believe, but this is great, with Gary Boosie, as the camp director, what more can I say about that? Because, you know, I see him pop up in the movie and I'm going, oh, you got to be kidding me. This is great. It's going to be digitally released and streaming on October 15th, uh, Camp Mana. And as far as Evan goes, he's best known for his viral sensation church-appropriate dance moves. Uh, also, the acclaimed documentary on hospice called Except for Six. And you may have seen him in one of my favorite TV shows, season eight of Chicago Fire as Russell. So, <laughs> Evan, <laughs> welcome to In Awe by Bruce. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I am in awe of uh, that that uh, that intro. That was great. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. No problem. <laughs> You know, tell us, give, give us a little overview of the movie, a taste of what people can expect, and then maybe also, what is it that you see as being the, the main takeaways? Oh, uh, sure. So, Camp Mana is just, uh, we like to call it a satire with soul movie <laughs> about growing up evangelical Christian and going off to the annual summer camp and just sort of the experiences you had there that were like you said, poignant, but also just absurd, fun. And we kind of took the camp experience and turned it up like a Christian 11. I would say. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, we just really wanted to get back and sort of unpack a little bit of that time in our lives and, and uh, also just relish in it. And because it was such a, an innocent, fun, pure time when you were just trying to have fun for Jesus and doing kind of whatever whatever your counselors were like, this is what we're doing next. You're like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing next. We're going to do a putt-putt golf and Jonah the whale is, and the whale is the thing we're trying to navigate. Okay, we made this. Yeah. So all kinds of stuff. And I think one of the many takeaways uh, from this is just the story of the underdog. It's a classic underdog story of this this kid and, who comes to to this camp is really sort of searching or has a lot of questions and everyone is eager to give him the answers to life's biggest questions about, you know, 
heaven, hell, Jesus, all that stuff. And <laughs> it's really that sort of experience, again, amped up and made funny. Because we evangelicals, we evangelize. We're eager beavers when we get out there. So we can be. And so we turn that up to 11. And uh, that's kind of, kind of. So the takeaways are just to see that and learn to like, oh, yeah, this is us. Let's not take ourselves so seriously. Let's let God do some of the work because he's working all the time everywhere. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's okay to say this, but one of, the, one of the funny things is, and the counterpart to Evan in the movie is kind of the opposite, more cocky camp counselor. And you can tell because he's on his arm, he's got tattooed in the number of people he's brought to Christ. Yeah. So yeah. it's like notches on a belt, but he's marked them on his arm he's marked, in a tattoo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, Clayton. And that was, again, part of the movie where we said, like, okay, we have the really eager beaver Christian counselor who's just kind of out of touch and really trying to relate with the kids, but just maybe wasn't meant for that. Who knows? That's my yeah. character. And then you have Jimmy Tatro, who is now in the ABC show Home Economics. He plays mm-hmm. the cool counselor who, and inevitably at all camps, there was the cool counselor. who, like, I want to be like that guy. That guy's yeah. cool. I want to be in his cabin. And he plays that guy, and he plays him superbly. He didn't actually get the tattoos, though. That would have been real method, but, you know. Oh, yeah. We won't yeah. hold them against We won't hold that against him. No, no. <laughs> That's pretty funny. What are some of the other satirical points people could maybe relate to? Maybe you can mention something about the great ending with the God games. Well, yeah. So the whole idea is the cabin, you know, compete against each other in the God games, which are a series of sort of Olympic style games in which the boys learn to become men and they they learn leadership skills and they learn to dig deep within themselves inside themselves to win. And the last, what do you want? The event is the blob, the dreaded blob, which I don't know how that ever got to be a thing. Like how people were like, this is safe. Kids won't die doing this. No, but the blob was that big giant trampoline pillow that they put in the water, you know, and, and you would jump off and with a, you'd get the smallest kid and, and you'd put him on the end and you'd launch him into the stratosphere. Well, that's the final game. So the idea is everybody wants to get Ian, who is the underdog in this movie and the sort of the unbeliever, the kid with the questions, they all want him in their cabin because he's the smallest and they know we can just, he will be of the perfect trajectory. It all leads up to that moment. Will Ian or will Ian not be in the cabin that he needs to be in? Will he get shuttled into the stratosphere? Can he even swim? And do we even care? Those yeah. are some of those big questions. <laughs> I think asking. that part was in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blast. It was a blast. And those scenes were I, I don't know how we didn't. Uh, Ian did his own stunts, and I don't know how we didn't kill him. So, oh, <laughs> oh wow, didn't know that. Well, were there any personal experiences that you had had that kind of lent to your role or the input that you had in the movie? I'm trying to think, any my own experiences. I mean, my experiences at camp. I went to camp one time, and I cried the whole time because uh, <laughs> uh, I was super homesick, and I hated it. And the bathrooms were super scary. I tried to fake appendicitis to get out of there. Oh, yeah. uh, so not not really what you call the active protagonist. So I kind of kept my my two cents out. But I really, I mean, as a youth leader in you know sort of in a previous life and and being in and around the church my whole life, you see that there are the archetypes, and we were all contributing to those archetypes in the movie. Whether it's the cool counselor, the dorky counselor, the jock kid, the the underdog, you know, uh, kid who's on the outside looking in. 
the adopted kids, like we're, they're all there. Um, and so we just kind of, um, those are all the experiences that we all said, this is too much of a shared experience not to put in a movie or not to tell a story about, mm-hmm. not, not just for us, but for, for the entire Christian community. So we thought, <laughs> let's do it. So tell me, what was it like with having Gary Busey there as the director of the camp? I mean, <laughs> that had to just be absolutely fun, wacky, whatever. It was exactly like the movie. It was wild, fun, and wacky, and sometimes a little scary. <laughs> but, Can you but, relate to scary? Uh, scary? You just never knew. I mean, he was always a blast to be around. He He is also sort of, he is on high alert sort of all the time. And yeah. uh, he's always ready to go, and he has his own style of preparation. And, you know, sometimes it involves yelping. <laughs> And sometimes, and you, it gets everybody juiced and amped to be on the set. When he was on set, everybody was excited to be on set and fed <laughs> off of his energy because he had a lot of it. Oh yeah, I, yeah. So he was he was a blast that way. And uh, when we when we landed him for the movie, the Eric's went back and actually rewrote a lot of the dialogue for him so that he could yeah. be himself in the movie and that he could really find his own story in the story. And like, yeah really make it uh, a good uh, and a fun time for him to be putting that out there. So a lot of that, they just sort of let him go and, and said, dude, just have fun up there and, and tell the story that it's you. And he was like, I can do that. And then yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. You can see it when he's singing with the band. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Gets up with the praise band and yeah. grabs the guitar. And we're like, okay, he's off. He's no off. You just know he's okay. just like, that's Gary. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. Anything else about the the movie to say before I ask you some questions about yourself? No, I think I think I mean we're really excited about it. We're really happy with it. We think that it will be a good time for anybody who watches it, and we think it's one of the best endings of a movie you'll ever see. I'm just gonna say it. Like you're gonna when it's yeah. over, you're gonna be like, that was totally worth my time, and I'm happier now, and like I like I'm in a good place, and yes, you know, it's a great, it's a great. It's a great little 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 movie. I'm really proud and, of it. And Ian does a good job of expressing that at the end. Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, I don't want to give it too much away, uh, but yeah, Ian Ian uh, was terrific. But you know, the movie had me at the uh, the bobblehead on the uh, aunt and uncle's <laughs> car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll just leave it at that. But um, let's talk a little bit about you. Um, what are you into now? What got you headed down this path of producing, writing, acting? What in your life that God's done has, has kind of guided you this way? Well, I definitely think it starts with, with my family. Like, he, I was raised in, and came into a family of musicians and performers and people who love to put on a show. And growing up uh, in that family and being around music all the time and I mean, my dad was, he was pretty much everything you could be. He was a, he liked show tunes. We watched Mary Poppins all the time, the Jungle Book, all of those sort of Disney, old Disney musicals and, and some of the mainstream musicals with Fred Astaire. Like we just, we watched them all. And I always wanted to be a musician and a singer. I, I wanted to be, uh, when I was little, I wanted to be Lionel Richie. And then uh, they were like, well, you have to be in the church choir. And then I was mm-hmm. in the church choir and I was like, this is not Lionel Richie. Um, so, <laughs> so 
always sort of performing always uh, or being performative, I guess, always wanting to just put smiles on people's faces. And, uh, you know, I went through college. I graduated with a film studies degree and I wanted to be a screenwriter. Okay. Uh, when I graduated there, though, I thought, like, there's so much hurt in the world. I don't feel like this is an honorable calling. And I think that's I think that's what a lot of Christians feel like. Or there's a there's a hint towards like if you're not in ministry, your work isn't nearly important there's like a hierarchy or something right yeah like yeah spoken and i think we're getting away from that for sure more now it's so always like oh you should go into ministry or like do something you know in social services so i thought like i don't feel like i can honor god in this profession so i did social work for about a year like and then realized like oh no i'm horrible at this too like this is not a good place for me and I found, a, I found a little like school called Compass here in Grand Rapids that I took a summer course. It was like a hyper version of a film program at a college. We took it yeah. for a month or a summer or something like that. I can't remember so long ago. And that's where I met the Erics. Oh, okay. this movie. Then over the next 15 years, we were in and out of on projects with each other, just working. And I was writing for them and I had made a film that got their attention and I had written it, but then we didn't have money to pay actors and I was comfortable in front of the camera. So I was like, oh, I'll do that. And then it became like, oh, that's Evan. He writes and he sort of acts and he just have him around. And it's like, okay, all of these things, like the door opened or you just walk through it. And I did just what was in front of me. I think God was just putting stuff in front of us and we were doing it and we were sort of being faithful to what was in front of us. And that yeah. just continued to snowball. Um, that turned into the documentary Except for Six, which was with another company, but all in the same circle of community of filmmakers. And then from there, we had another project called For the Life of the World. Uh, I was hired on by the Erics to be a writer. When we wrote it, we were like, okay, this is cool. Who's going to be in front of it? We, how are we going to do this? And then they're like, Evan, you could do this. So I was like, ah, yeah, I don't know if I want to be in spokesperson for, you know, Christian media, so to speak. Like, that doesn't always end well for people. And I never really, I don't want to be ministry necessarily, quote unquote. I don't want to be seen as a Christian thought leader or anything like that. And like, this is a community project. This isn't like my thoughts on paper for this thing. But we were like, you know what? The door's open. Walk through it. So we walked through that. And that was a really good series a small group series and i was pretty successful and then that led to they we had all been sort of in and out of writing this and testing out you know the script for camp nana and then lo and behold we got to a point where we were like we can make this now and as a community we we made it together and so it was, it's really a it's about a 15 year story of wow. sort of god's faithfulness to us silly people who have some sort of blessing to pursue this career. And I think for me, the work that I do, I really, I used to be thinking about like, who am I as a person? And what does God have for me? Like, who am I as a filmmaker or an artist? And what it comes down to be now is I just have two really simple things that I, I just feel like, like, what is God putting in front of me now? Uh -huh. And do I get to put a smile on somebody's face doing it? Yeah. So it doesn't, for me, it doesn't matter if it's a movie or a TV show or whatever. I just go like, what is in front of me right now? Because that is the thing that God wants me to yeah. be at. He knows me better than I know myself. I got to believe it. Mm -hmm. um, what's there? Let me do that thing. That, are you sleeping? Is anybody, am I boring? I'm, I don't know if I'm no. boring myself yet. <laughs> but 
you're, I don't feel like you're sleeping. I feel like you're being attentive. I'm just saying, like, well, I've been talking for a long time. And uh, No, so and, and, you know, I think one of the great things is that a kind of a point you made is that I think too often we think there's only a certain way that we can serve God, mm-hmm. and yet he puts things on our hearts and gives us talents and abilities and gifts, whatever it might be, to really serve him in the way. And that's why I love the fact that there's a variety of gifts, a variety of effects, you know, and he is asking you to follow what he's given you. And he will take advantage of that in the, in a positive way. And he has things laid out for you to do already to give yeah. you that fulfillment and purpose. And that's what's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's pretty rad. I think your message that I'm hearing is that even though you didn't say it this way, is that, hey, if you're out there listening to this, remember, there's a bunch of paths out there, and God wants you to work through the path he's given you, not, yeah. I can look and go, oh, my goodness, I'm not Billy Graham. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, you're not, and that's not where God wants me. Right, right. You know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, it's just what he's got, he's got for us, and it's all mixed up in the giant poem of, of his story, which is yeah. just meant for us to sort of look at and be in awe of. That's one thing as as I was thinking about today, like and just who you are and what you're doing, that whole idea of our whole existence is, is God's poem, right? I think yes. it's, and poems aren't a recipe. If I do this and do this, poems are meant for us to like enjoy and to ruminate on and to mm. speak and to, share and to they're so unnecessary if there was never a poem written how awful it would like be but yeah we don't need them a poem is the very nature it's it's, it's who god is and what god is doing and what yes. i just feel like that's all what, who we are and, and what we're doing and yeah for those who are listening and they're like i want to be in the arts or i want to do something like just take the next right step just the next right step in that direction and you know, what happens, happens, and God is in control. This I know to be true all the time. My brain is failing me at the moment, Evan, but in Ephesians, it does, the word that is used for basically how God is laying out all the things that he does through his people, it's along the lines of him writing a poem. So that's yeah, that's it's, wonderful you say that, because it is, yeah. it's, there's something beautiful in poetry. And it, like you said, it doesn't necessarily follow up a specific formula. That's what's great. Yeah. And it's gratuitous. It's a gift. Poems are gifts. Is there anything else uh, that you want us to know about either the movie or yourself, like what's coming up for you or anything? You know, I'm still just doing the next right thing. Okay. So I'm taking, I'm auditioning, I'm writing here and there for all kinds of different things. And uh, I've got my hands in a lot of things. Uh, The movie comes out October 15. You can get it online uh, pretty much anywhere itunes google play amazon voodoo no i don't know I'm there is a them. voodoo out there yeah i think it might be on there we can check most people yeah. who listen to podcasts know how to use the internet i gotta believe it that's <laughs> <laughs> we'll have some of the site information up too so yeah can go there to try and find it but uh well, great. We appreciate you taking this time. Tell us about the movie. Telling us about yourself. You know, God bless you. Appreciate all that you're doing. And thank you for taking this time. Oh, thank you, Bruce, so much. I really appreciate it. No problem. Evan, you have a great day. God bless you. And we'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Sounds good. All righty. <laughs>